You're listening to the service podcast of Faith Christian Family Church in Rushville, Illinois. Today, we're listening to a special message from Ann Durant, our guest speaker from March 16th, 2016. We're so glad you tuned in with us today, and we hope you enjoy this teaching. Are you ready tonight? I know you are. I know God's ready. I'll tell you that. God is ready. Amen. Uh, I also want to bring greetings to you from Kevin. Let me inter- uh, invite you to go to John chapter 5 with me. John chapter 5. Kevin sends his greetings tonight. He loves you all so much. And I've already shaken hands with some special folks. You know, people have played golf and together with them and different things at different times we've come. And, and uh, so we just, we just love you all so much. And um, we know that, that uh, good things are ahead. Amen. Good things are ahead. You know, we have not seen our best days yet. Let me say it again. We have not seen our best days yet. We may have seen some great days. We may have seen some amazing days. I, I look back over the course of my time in God, and I, and I, I long sometimes, I long for days, you know, uh, at, like the, the times at Ramah. Uh, Pastor Brandon showed me a book in the office right before we came out of Sister Jeannie Wilkerson who was an amazing woman of God, and I was able to get in on some of her services in the early 80s at Rama, and um, it, just, it just brought back this memory of, oh my goodness, the times in God we had. You know, and sometimes I, I, I look back over times that meetings we've had at Rama, meetings we had with Brother Hagen and different things, and I think, wow, we were saturated, and we didn't even realize the good stuff we were in, you know? But you know, God doesn't just do things in the past, come on. We're moving forward, amen? And every step forward is a step toward God. Amen? What did Paul say? I forget those things that are behind, and I am moving, right? I'm pressing forward to those things which are before. Glory to God. And so I, I, I have to make sure that I don't look back with longing, but I look back with, uh, with remembrance, I look back with appreciation and realize that if I had that, I can still have even more. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So there are great things in store for this church, for this community. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Have you found John chapter 5? Oh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I want to let you know tonight that there's uh, people going to be healed in this place. Tonight. Amen. Amen. You're going to walk out of here different than when you came in. Anybody agree with that? Praise the Lord. We've been seeing such tremendous, tremendous uh, power of the Holy Ghost this last year. Um, Just seen so many manifestations of the Holy Ghost as far as people being healed. Uh, We're witnessing folks come in with canes and walk out holding them like they belong to somebody else. Amen. Praise the Lord. I've seen several people that had metal rods in their neck, all, all, all of a sudden able to move, don't know where the rods went, don't care. Amen. Uh, a man we ministered to just last night, and he, we're, we're, uh, he's going to get confirmation from his doctor, but he had an artificial valve in his heart. And um, on, uh, oh, we ministered to him, I, I think on Sunday night, actually. Uh, and um, he said on Monday, because we were there also on Monday, uh, he said on Monday, he said, I, I used to, I could hear the clicking of it if it got quiet. And he says, I can't hear anything. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So he's looking forward to, you know, next time he goes back to the doctor, you know, he didn't know what the doctor said, but I'll say, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So I don't know about this dissolving metal stuff, but I'll take it. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. I'm all for people just being healthy, however it works. There was a woman in St. Louis who had um, um, several vertebrae in her neck fused with a metal rod, and um, she could not move her, ne her neck at all, one way or the other. And she had to, you know, if she wanted to look over here, she had to turn her whole body. And uh, she had to have stuff in her car modified and everything for her to drive because she can't look at mirrors and things. And, um, but nevertheless, we laid our hands on her and she went back to her seat and all of a sudden heard a pop. And she turned. <laughs> and then she turned again. <laughs> and, I'm, and she's completely, completely healed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Another young man just a few, uh, couple of uh, months ago in Colorado, uh, he had had an, uh, an injury from a fall and accident at work three years ago and had had several surgeries, and as a result of several surgeries over this, the course of years, his sciatic nerve was trapped in scar tissue, and he was in tremendous pain, um, so that he actually had an implanted device to manage the pain. And um, so he had been out of work for several years, physical therapy all the time, and uh, he came, and we ministered to him by the laying out of hands. He fell under the power, sometimes you know that happens, and uh, he fell out under the power. When he got up off of the floor, he had zero pain. Praise the Lord. He went back to, he was helping with the sound, and he went back to the sound booth after he, he was already excited about having no pain. And uh, he got back to the sound booth and, and felt kind of a twinge, and he flexed. And when he did, he heard a pop and felt something, and a cooling sensation went all down his leg, and his nerve was released went to physical therapy the next day, and his physical therapist said, yep, that nerve is completely free. Hallelujah. He had tears streaming down his face after the service. He said, Pastor, we got to tell you what happened. He goes, I get to go back to work. Amen. Provide for his family. Hallelujah. Amen. Another man just over uh, up in um, Sterling, Illinois, a couple of months ago came. He'd also had, a, had an accident at work and um, had a cane, you know, like an industrial cane, you know what I mean? <laughs> they had like the tripod thing at the bottom, you know, that's the industrial uh, force. And so, and I walked, watched him when he came in the service because he was really moving slow and you could tell he was in pain. And uh, so we ministered to him by the laying on of hands and he got up off the floor. Well, I don't know if he even fell down. I don't think he fell down. We just ministered to him. And he started moving around, started walking without that cane. And by the end of the service, he's walking around like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this thing. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God's moving. Amen. Praise God. Another uh, couple we ministered to, I'm thinking about in uh, Colorado, the same place where the young man with the sciatic nerve, uh, an older couple, they'd been married 52 years, they told me. 52 years. And um, they were uh, standing there and ministered to both of them, and the woman uh, ministered to her first, and all of a sudden, she, the look on her face was, uh, you know, oh my goodness, and she took her hearing aids out and said, I can hear. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And, and also her back was healed. And then her husband also, he's, oh, he's walking around without his cane that night. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Another young lady, uh, just thinking about all these that are coming to my heart right now, another young lady uh, who had also had a hearing aid since she was in the second grade. Hearing aid since she was in the second grade. And um, she was ministered to, went home, and the next day she was uh, changing the battery in her hearing aid. And she, when she took them out, she realized she didn't need them. <laughs> 
And while her hearing aids were out of her ears, she heard her baby snoring in the next room. She says, I've never heard that. Glory to God. Glory. That's our God. That's Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. And he's still doing that today. These are just things that have happened in the last few months. Praise the Lord. Last few weeks. Glory to God. And so he's, he's, he's moving. Amen. And he's doing the same thing right here tonight. Hallelujah. Have you found John chapter 5? <laughs> Praise God. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord Jesus. Look here, uh, starting in the first verse. It says, After this there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the sheep gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting. Everybody say waiting. 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 Blind, lame, paralyzed, waiting. Waiting. Maybe some of you have been waiting. Maybe some of you have been standing. Maybe some of you have been wondering. <laughs> but waiting, waiting for what? Waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever disease he had. Glory to God. Amen. What an amazing place that must have been, huh? Think about it. Put yourself in this position. I mean, because there's people in church waiting for something. Amen. But here is five porches full of people and a pool of water. Now, I've never been there. I don't know exactly what it looks like or what it did look like. But I can imagine, can't you? I can imagine this pool of water. And, I, and I'm guessing, you know, it wasn't chlorinated, so it wasn't pretty necessarily. You know, it wasn't a spa. I mean, after all, think about all those people who were there, right? All kinds of disease. It's not a, it's not a pretty place. Amen. Probably doesn't smell good. Probably didn't look good. But around this pool, if you were there and you needed something, wouldn't you want to be close? Especially if you know that only the first one who gets in is made whole of whatever disease he had. So if only the first one gets in, wouldn't you want to be as close as possible? Sure. Sure. You'd want to just roll in, wouldn't you? Or do some, I mean, just whatever it, whatever it takes to get right in there, you'd do it. You know, it's not an orderly place. They don't have the ushers, you know, with the ropes. No, 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 you were close last time. No. No, they're not lined up. But I mean, it's, when that water moves, it's chaos. And not only one person's in, but you know, there's got to be hundreds of people who got in. Only the first one got it. And it's not like you can go, I was first. I, you can tell who was first. You don't have somebody else going, no, 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 I was first. No, you could tell because only the first one got healed. So you can also imagine at the same time that there's all this anticipation and excitement for when the water moves, there's also a whole other group of people who's not anywhere close to the water anymore. Doesn't it say there's five porches full of people? They're not all close to the water. Huh? There's a whole bunch of people sitting in the shade now. More comfortable. 
I've never been the first one in. I might as well go sit back here. Discouragement, whatever. There's some people who have just plain given up. They're not, they're not lazy. They just gave up. They're sitting under the shade now because I could see people are getting miracles. It gives me some sort of, you know, good feeling or a little hope maybe, but I'm probably one of those that will never get in. We've got churches full of people like that. Amen. Get excited at first. Close up front. Now, this is nothing against anybody in the back tonight, all right? I'm just saying. But we've talked to pastors over, like Pastor Brandon said, you know, I, I've been in this for quite a while. <laughs> and, uh, but we've, you know, and we fellowship with pastors. Pastors are our friends, you know, those are the people we hang out with. And so pastors tell us all the time, you know, yeah, we see people, they get all excited, they start out in the front, <laughs> you know. They might get a little offended or might get a little discouraged and they sit back a few more rows for a while. And pretty soon they're back further and further and then you just don't see them anymore. <laughs> and it's amazing how people just, that's just the nature of discouragement or offense sometimes. So you can imagine here at the Pool of Bethesda, it's really no different, right? But let's see what happened. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. 38 years. You think you've been standing a while. You think you've been coping for a while. 38 years. Now, if after 38 years, you're, you're probably not expecting a whole lot. Huh? Right? You're probably not really thinking too much about uh, the possibilities of anything being different. 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition a long time, he said to him, look at this crazy question. Crazy question. Do you want to be made well? Do you want to be made well? Now that sounds kind of a crazy question, doesn't it? Do you want to be? I mean, he's there. Do you want to be well? How many of you know there's only two answers to that question? Acceptable answers. Right? Two answers to do you want to be made well, what are they? Yes or no? Right? Do you want to be well? But do you know that that's really not such a surprising question after all? Because there are some folks who don't really want to be well. It might require change. That guy who was healed in the sciatic nerve, he was excited about getting job back. He was excited about going back to work and providing for his family. He was excited about it. Some people aren't. So he said, Jesus said, do you want to me to be made well? The sick man answered him and said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. Did he answer the question? No, he didn't, did he? Jesus said, Do you want to be well? He didn't say, What are you doing here? He didn't say, Why are you here? Did you notice this? Look, look, at, look at how awesome this is. Jesus didn't even ask the guy, What put you here? 
Why have you been here so long? He knew he'd been that way a long time. It says he did. Knew he'd been there a long time, but didn't ask him why he'd been there a long time. Didn't ask him what his issue was. Didn't ask him what he was feeling about things. Didn't ask him about his attitude. Didn't ask him about his past. All he asked him was, do you want to move forward? Do you want to be well? Do you want to get better? Listen, we ask ourselves, and the devil will help us, ask all kinds of questions except do you want to be well? The devil will ask you all kinds of questions. What's the matter with your faith? You know, that's not God asking that question. Or what did you do to deserve this? I bet there's stuff that you are just secret stuff. All those kind of questions that go around is like, I probably don't deserve healing. I probably don't deserve this. I don't know there's something I did. Jesus didn't do any, he didn't talk about any of those issues at all, did he? He just, he knew he'd been there a long time and just said, do you want to be well? Good news tonight. God's asking you a question. You want to be well? So this guy's saying, well, I don't have anybody to get me in the water. Here's, in other words, here's why I'm not well. And don't we want to ask, don't we want to answer that question sometimes? To, well, Lord, here's, here's my deal. Right? <clears throat> or, or somebody coming like, like, like me or like uh, uh, Sister Mary Fran or Pastor Brandon or, you know, somebody ready to minister God's power to you. And you go, are you ready to receive? Well, here's the thing. Here's my numbers. My doctor said, here's my numbers. <laughs> Everybody knows their numbers. My cholesterol, my sugar, my protein, my... Why? We Google. <laughs> Is anyone sick among you? Let him Google. No, that's not what the Bible says. Because <laughs> you'll Google yourself right out of faith. You'll find all kinds of things that are probably wrong with you that aren't. <laughs> Amen. Or you will educate yourself way too much about whatever it is you're dealing with. Educate your head so much that you will think so much about all the obstacles that you will forget that God is greater. So this guy says, well, here's my, here's my deal, Lord. You don't understand. I've tried. I can't, I can't. Every time I've tried, somebody gets in ahead of me. Here's why I'm not. What that also tells us, though, is that he's tried. He's done everything he knows to do. He's tried to get in. He has not been able to. He said, every time I've tried, somebody gets in before me. So at least he's tried. But that also says this. That's the only way he knows to be healed. He doesn't know there's any other way. Therefore, when Jesus said, do you want to be well? He thought, I don't know any other way than to get in the pool and I can't get there. 
sometimes, listen to me, sometimes we, the collective we, even get tunnel vision where our faith is concerned. And we think, I have got to get this my way. I've got to get this the way I've decided I'm going to get it. And if I can't get it this way, I can't get it anyway. And you'll talk yourself, right, and, and seemingly being in faith. When really, sometimes, it's a matter of pride. Thinking, I'm going to prove to God I can get this healing. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say that with a straight face. I'm going to prove to God I can get my healing. That is a crazy statement. What do you have to prove to God? What do you have to prove to anyone? That is not a good position to be in. When we, when we approach God, we're coming to receive His goodness, not to prove to Him anything. If you're in that mode of, I got to prove something, I'll tell you what, you've been motivated by the wrong thing. Why do I say that? You remember when Jesus was tempted in the wilderness? Amen. When he was tempted in the wilderness and the devil said, if you are the son of God, then do this. If you're the son of God, then do that, right? Tempting Jesus to prove something. And the enemy will try to get you to do the same thing. Prove. And you get in the wrong motivation. Wrong space. Hold your place here and go with me, if you would, to um, Matthew's Gospel, the 26th chapter. Matthew chapter 26. Let me show you something here. Praise the Lord. Because I know there's a lot of folks in here. You're, you're in, a, in a position where you've, you've, you've heard a lot of word heard a lot of faith. Amen. And, and those of us who have heard a lot over the years, we got to check up on ourselves even more. Amen. I said, we got to check up on ourselves even more. Second uh, Corinthians says, we got to examine ourselves whether we be in the faith. Amen. We need to keep on examining ourselves, keep on being teachable, keep on receiving. Amen. And not just get in a mode of going through the motions and having a form of godliness and denying the power. We can do a lot of things just toughen it out, but that doesn't mean it's faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, aren't you glad I came? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Matthew chapter 26, are you there? Look what it says here. Jesus said in verse 31, then Jesus said to them, this is right before he was betrayed, all of you will be made to stumble because of me this night. For it is written, I will strike the shepherd and the sheep of the flock will be scattered. But after I've been raised, I will go before you to Galilee. Now, isn't Jesus wonderful? He's telling them what they're about to experience, even though it's not exciting what they're going to experience. But he's telling them ahead of time, isn't he? All of you, he said, will be made to stumble this night because of me. Wow. That's hard to take. Verse 33. Peter answered and said to him, even if all are made to stumble because of you, I will never be made to stumble. 
Jesus, you know, imagine, did Jesus go, Peter, that is an awesome statement of faith. I'm so happy for you. Way to go. I was just checking. Is that what he said? No. But look at what Peter's, the Lord just said, every one of you is going to stumble. And Peter said, well, even if that's true. What? Jesus just told him something, didn't he? And he said, well, if that's true. How many of you have all, I mean, don't raise your hand. We've all went, well, if that's true. Even if they all do, I never will. And Jesus said, assuredly, I say to you that this night before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter said to him, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And so said all the disciples. Well, that sounds like a really good confession of faith, doesn't it? Sure it does. It sounds great. Even if that, I mean, I'll just, I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. <laughs> he had wonderful intentions. Right? He really thought he, could, he would make it. But you don't really know what you will do in a certain situation. And so Jesus said, I, I'm trying to help you here. It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, but you're going to be okay. And Peter's like, no, that'll never happen. Mm -mm, no, not me. Mm -mm. And so I wonder sometimes we get, like I said, tunnel vision ourselves. I'm going to get my healing this way. And we're still waiting. Because we've thought, this is the Lord, I'm going to get it this way. What if the Holy Ghost is checking you on the inside going, um, um, you're not where you think you are. Because sometimes you're not where you think you are. Right? You know, the weightlifters and bodybuilders and stuff like that, you know, they don't start off with the big weight. They start small and work their way up. Right? So they go, I can lift that. Oops, can't. <laughs> Why? Didn't develop. A lot of times we think we're ready for the big stuff because we've heard so much word. I'm ready for anything now. Bring it on. And something knocks us down and we're going, wait a second, what? <laughs> and then some people question the whole thing. Well, the whole message is wrong or the whole thing is wrong and they throw it all out because you fell. Or you hiccuped or you stumbled or something. And so then we get back further and further away from the pool. Now we're sitting on the porch. Waiting for God to do something else because I can't get in there. I can't do it that way. Are you here? So back to uh, John chapter 5. The man said, Sir, I have no man to put me into the pool. When the water is stirred up, but while I'm coming, another steps down before me. I know everything I know to do. And all of a sudden, Jesus said to him, verse 8, Rise, 
take up your bed and walk. Now, wait a second. Isn't that kind of mean to do to somebody who's been laying there for 38 years? Telling him to get up. He couldn't get up yesterday. He said, he told him to get up. What a mean preacher. You know, in another place, he told a man with a withered hand, stretch out your hand. What? Couldn't do it yesterday. What what's makes today any different? Another place, you know, where there was a house full of people where Jesus was preaching. People couldn't get in. So they, four friends, remember, took a paralyzed man up to the roof and let him down. Jesus told him to get up. What? Something's different about this. Not used to this. What? Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. And that day was the Sabbath. He, he must have just went, okay. How hard is it to receive? Apparently not hard. You did everything you knew to do, and all of a sudden somebody goes, get up. And you go, oh, okay. And you say, yeah, but that was Jesus. But did you know this man didn't know even who Jesus was? You go on reading. He's carrying his bed. It's the Sabbath day. He's carrying his, you know, his, his sleeping bag, whatever. And um, the rulers of the synagogue saw him and said, you, you're, you're not supposed to do that today. He goes, well, the guy who healed me told me to. And they said, well, who was it? He goes, I don't know. <laughs> Didn't know who he was. So it's not his celebrity that made the difference. Amen? But something happens when you hear truth. Something happens on the inside of you. Romans 10, 17 says, faith comes. Faith comes. How does faith come? By hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. When truth comes, I like to say it this way, another translation says, faith is awakened. Faith wakes up when you hear the truth. It wakes up. Praise God. When you hear the truth of the Word of God, something on the inside of you says, that's right. God put that capacity in you. Amen. But what we've done with that sometimes, because we know that faith comes or is awakened by hearing the Word of God, we have somehow tried to accumulate all kinds of faith before we do anything. We have thought that if it's going to take faith to get a thing done, it's probably going to take a lot of faith because that thing looks impossible. And therefore, we're going to try to accumulate faith like we do try to save up money for a car or something. Oh, well, that's more than I can get right now. I'll have to stockpile it for a while. I'll have to save it for a while. I've just got to keep on hearing. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just going to keep on hearing. And as long as I keep on hearing, eventually, maybe one day, I'll get enough faith where I can pay for my healing. This guy didn't hear anything but one word of truth from Jesus. Get up. And that word carried more power in it than anything he'd ever heard in his life. Because it was from God. Hallelujah. Amen.
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Come on. One word. One word. We try to accumulate so much. It's not about accumulating faith. It's just about walking in it day in and day out. James says it's like breathing. You don't, you know, hold in all your air because you got something big coming up. You breathe in and out every day, every day, because it's life to you. It's life to you. That's what our faith is. It's like breathing in and out every single day. Faith is not an event. It's not an event for a crisis. Faith is breath, day in and day out. Just working with God, believing God every day, every day, every day, every day. So this guy goes, okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. How many of you tonight could say, okay. How good is God? Okay. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Tell you what, he's moving that water tonight. Amen. He's stirring us up tonight. Is he stirring up your heart tonight? Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you willing to look outside of that way you've been looking at it for a while? Could God get some things to you another way? Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. If you've got any pain in your body, stand up to your feet right now. Pain. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> Anybody want to be healed tonight? <laughs> praise God. If you're standing, go ahead and come on up here. Praise the Lord. We're going to minister to you by the laying on of hands. Would that be all right? Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Just come on up. The ushers will show you where to stand. You'll stand side by side. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Ha-ha. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Just stand side by side. Nobody's standing behind anyone else, please, unless you're an usher. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're in the right place tonight. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Say this with me. Jesus, Jesus. is the healer. Jesus. Say, Jesus, Jesus is the healer. Jesus, Jesus is the healer. Do you believe that tonight? Hallelujah. Did you know that one of the ways that he heals is through the laying on of hands? Amen. Just one of the ways. He's got all kinds of ways to deliver healing power. But one of the ways he does is, is through the laying on of hands. Praise God. Hallelujah. And the Bible tells us this. These signs will follow them that believe. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll be well. That word recover simply means they'll be well. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So here we are. These signs following them that believe tonight. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we thank you tonight for your goodness. We thank you for that healing anointing in this place tonight.
Father, we thank you for confirming your word tonight with signs following in the precious and wonderful and majestic name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Glory, 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 glory. Thanks again for listening today. For more information about Faith Christian Family Church, you can check us out online at churchinthecornfield.org.